Hello, everyone, and welcome to the It Just Works podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, and today I have a very fun episode for you. We're going to be talking about Marvel's Avengers. I'm going to be going over the campaign, giving you my thoughts and, you know, just overall opinions of it, and I'll give you my review. And then we'll be talking about Monster Hunter World briefly, kind of talking about the anniversary of Iceborne as it's been a year since its release, and talk about the last content update coming out for it. And then we will be moving on to the Nintendo Direct that we finally got for the 35th anniversary of Super Mario Bros. I'm really excited to talk to you guys about it and hear your thoughts. So I think we have a really fun show for you today, and that's enough talking on me, so let's just get into it. Cue that intro! Hello, everyone, and welcome into the show. I am your host, Ryan, and today I have a fun episode for you. We are going to be talking about Marvel's Avengers campaign. I'm going to be doing a quick uh, discussion on that, you know, kind of give my thoughts on the final, uh, my final thoughts on the campaign itself. I still have to complete the Avengers initiative, so that's the actual online multiplayer part of the game. You can still play some parts of the campaign with people, but the multiplayer itself I have not completed. It looks like there's a lot of things to do, so I'll definitely be getting to that and then hopefully reviewing that in the future. So I just kind of want to get into it and start talking about Marvel's Avengers. And a few episodes ago, I actually had some pretty strong critiques for it because I didn't enjoy the beta. And honestly, playing the beta made me not want to play the full release. And, you know... um, I'm really bored with a lot of games right now. I don't. I'm kind of just tired of playing the same stuff. So I saw people playing the Ultimate Edition, which came out I think on Tuesday. So some people got to play like three, you know, three or four days early. And I was watching the gameplay, and there was just something about it drew me in. So I was like, you know what? I'll give it a shot. So I decided to buy the game, and uh, honestly, it's pretty good, guys. Um, I was I was wrong. Uh, you know, the beta de- definitely didn't impress me, but the, the full game did. And it's not without its issues. Obviously, I will get into that. But the overall campaign itself, like the story, it really drew me in. And I loved so many moments about it. And I think that's one of the biggest takeaways I hope people have from this game. Is that, you know, a live service game can still have an amazing story to set up the foundation for future content updates and story updates which is obviously the goal of this game it is to create more content for people in the future so you know a lot of games from my experience like anthem and destiny i never played borderlands and from what i can tell it doesn't seem to be exactly like you know these live service games it definitely seems to be more uh, filled with content at launch and then they add some things afterwards compared to destiny and anthem you know, I would say this game excels in the story department. I was extremely interested and engaged into what was going on with all the characters. You know, the game starts off as, you know, you playing as Camilla Khan, you know, uh, Miss Marvel, but it's when she's a young girl and she's at the Avengers Day event, which is something you've probably seen in the reveal trailers. It's something they showcase a lot. It's what you actually played in the beta. But you start off, you know, with her being a girl and she's with her dad and... You get to, I guess if you collect five comic books, you get to go to the VIP booth. So you kind of just experience what it would be like to, 
you know, go to like an Avengers convent or convention, I guess. You know, just really cool as she meets some of the Avengers on her journey to get the comic books. And it's just her experience from there is really cool. And then obviously, you know, things don't go right with A-Day and she gets abilities. Later on, she meets Bruce Banner. You know, just I'm not going to give away the story, but honestly, I would say the story is very good. It takes a lot from the comics in terms of the characters and brings them into the video game world uh, very well. Uh, I would say the main villain is ripped straight out of the comics and thrown into this modern age of gaming with their own take on it. But it's the best take I've seen on the character. And I would say there's a lot of MCU vibes uh, throughout the storyline, which, you know, are just phenomenal. It's definitely, there's a lot of uh, hints or um, things that you would say like, oh, they might have got that idea from the MCU, which... I think it's perfectly fine. I think, you know, moving on with Marvel products, it is okay for people to look at the MCU for inspiration, just as the MCU looked for the comics, the original source material for inspiration. You know, the MCU isn't perfect. It did one hell of a job of bringing all these characters to the big screen, letting people be engaged with them and actually being interested in their experiences and their storylines. And I think this game did a really good job of setting that foundation, as I've said before, by, you know, bringing all these characters together. Because A-Day, it just, it's a really bad event for the Avengers. They disband. Uh, a lot of civilians die. And people hate the Avengers. You know, you're going to find this out very quick early in the game. So it's not too much of a spoiler. So I'll, I'll try to not say too much. But basically, it's about this girl who wants to just do right. And, you know, help save the world. And she wants to be a hero. So it's a very cool story, and it's fun to see her experience it. You obviously play as the other heroes as the story goes on, and you can just play as those heroes until they force you to play as a different one. Um, all so one of the things I'll, I'll take all <laughs> so one of the things I can take away and share with you guys immediately without spoiling anything is that the gameplay for all these heroes is damn near flawless. I just I can't stress enough. They did a really good job. I enjoyed playing as every single character. And until this day, I still want to go play as every single character. You know, my main is Captain America. So uh, the campaign, the locales you go to, you go to Utah, you know, you go to New York, you go to the Scandinavia region, Scandinavian region, uh, you go to space. <laughs> so there's just a, there's a lot of really cool moments that if you're just a Marvel fan, you're just going to really, really appreciate. And it's just really cool to experience it for the first time. The only Marvel games I've really played are Ultimate Alliance. And while I would uh, say those games are phenomenal and they do have great moments, this game really made you feel like you were a part of the story with the character you're playing as. And like there was a, uh, a certain cinematic presentation that they provided that I think other games couldn't do, like the Ultimate Alliance games. So it was really fun to play that. Uh, the ending was great. I really enjoyed the ending. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it completely blew me out of the water. I just, I really did not expect to be this so happy. Now, once again, like I said at the beginning, I really wanted to play something different. So that's why I buckled down and said, you know what? I'm going to buy this game. I love Marvel. I love the Avengers. I'm going to give it a shot regardless. Plus, the studios that made the game are the guys that made, uh, you know, the, the studios that made uh, Deus Ex and the Tomb Raider series that got rebooted. So they definitely know how to make good games, and that helps. 
So as I said earlier, this game isn't without its flaws though. And I would say graphically and on a technical level of performance, the game definitely does have its issues. The frame rates do drop a little bit. Textures are in some cases awful. I have a clip where I am wearing, uh, you know, caps like World War II looking outfit. And in the loading screen, his eyeball is literally like coming out of his skull. <laughs> and it looks horrifying. And I would just say some of the animations, you know, the hair. Uh, there was a scene where Black Widow's hair wasn't even on and she was just bald. <laughs> and uh, another scene where I was throwing Captain America's shield. And, you know, just like the movies that ricochets off of walls and stuff or enemies. And Taskmaster was basically invisible. He, like, glitched out, and so did the shield. The shield, like, kept hitting all the walls and ricocheting off everything and not coming back to cap. So I would say the game, unfortunately, has some pretty annoying performance issues. I feel like they're kind of an oversight on the development team's side. You know, like, I, I feel like they could have taken, like, another two weeks to maybe just polish that up. Or a month or two. I don't know. I just wish this game was more polished. Uh, like I said, as in terms of gameplay, uh, sound, just the audio, the overall visuals, you know, the land, the sandboxes they make, I think are phenomenal. I know there's a lot of reused areas with the aim facilities, but I can't help but really enjoy this game and just appreciate that, you know, for the most part, they nailed it. Like, they did a very good job. It's not the worst thing we've ever seen. <laughs> um, I'm very happy with it. And I think... I think the future for this game is going to be great. I think on the campaign level alone, if you really love these characters and are really interested in getting any type of other cinematic experience with these characters and you really are interested in other stories that they can be in involved in, I can't recommend this game enough. If you're a performance junkie and you really want games to run flawlessly and look as beautiful as possible and crisp, I would say wait. But Man, I got to give the campaign a 7.9 out of 10, guys. I really couldn't be happier with the experience. Um, it is obviously not without its issues, but the core experience in terms of gameplay and story development, I feel like they really succeeded for a live service game. And I feel like they deserve all the credit for that because every character was interesting. Um, I was completely wrong with my thoughts of the beta. Like, I, I personally believe that this game isn't marketed well. You know, I feel like they didn't do a good job of showing where the game really shines. So I don't know if that was maybe because of spoiler reasons or maybe they just didn't have faith in the product they, that they were making. You know, it's very possible. You know, I remember Crackdown 3 with Microsoft and it got delayed a couple times and they finally released it and it was just honestly atrocious. So I don't really know. All I do know is that this game is good it, it provides a ton of fun. You can play it with your friends. But if you like any of these heroes at all, this is probably the best experience you're going to get with them. And the future plans that they have for content and story updates are only going to make your experience better in the long run. And I think this game has enough content in it to be worth your money. So that's where I wanted to leave it off with Marvel's Avengers. I do plan on doing a follow-up uh, sometime in the future for the multiplayer Maybe when like the first content update comes out, I'll play a lot of that and then review all of it together. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing for sure yet, so I'll definitely keep an eye out for that. And yeah, so that's Marvel's Avengers. 
Uh, I wanted to move on to Monster Hunter World real quick because as of yesterday, it is the one-year anniversary of Iceborne, the DLC expansion, which basically felt like a brand new game. Uh, you know, I just wanted to say thanks again to Capcom for all of their hard work on Monster Hunter World. If I haven't said it already, it is my favorite game of the past generation. I really think that game deserves all of the acclaim that it can possibly get. Uh, it's the highest selling Capcom game now. And talk about updates and performance. That game really excelled where others didn't in this generation. It came out working. I had a few issues with the Xbox Live service because maybe they didn't put enough work into the netcode. I don't know, but they definitely fixed it over time. But overall, you know, that game with, you know, performance and storytelling, the monsters you were able to hunt, they did a fantastic job. So you can imagine that when Iceborne came out, it had even more content. <laughs> it had so much more content than any of us were expecting and... I'm just so damn grateful for everybody at Capcom. That game meant so much to me. It still does. And that is where I want to lead to next is the Fatalis update that will be coming to Monster Hunter World Iceborne. It is going to be the last major content update for this game before they move on to the inevitable, I'm assuming, Monster Hunter World 2. No one said that they're doing that, but if they don't, I'd be shocked because of the the amount of success that this game has had. But Fatalis is the god of all Elder Dragons. Or dragons and he hates humans so um he is the original black dragon uh he is just a phenomenal monster and i cannot wait to see so many people fight him for the first time he's just a really good fight he has an amazing stage uh his weapons and his armor just look beautiful uh, he's just an outstanding monster and i think there's really no better way to really send out this game than the god of all dragons so uh, definitely looking forward to that. Uh, that will be released in October, so please keep your eyes out for that. And you know, once again, thank you to Capcom for all your hard work on Monster Hunter World. Uh, that game deserves all the praise it can possibly get. So I just wanted to take a moment, guys, to let you know that you can follow the podcast at It Just Works Podcast, and, and that is on Instagram. So please go check it out. Uh, let me know if you have any critiques, if you want to chime in on the conversation. If you have different opinions on what I talk about today, you are more than welcome to share them. And I'm, I'd love to hear anything you have to say. So I just wanted to say that to you guys again. So on Instagram at It Just Works Podcast, you can find us there and just really just jump in the conversation. Uh, either way, I appreciate you guys coming into the shows and listening to listening to them. Uh, it really means the world to me. As As of this past weekend, we have hit... 500 plays total so far and um you know you got to start somewhere uh obviously some of the episodes have their issues but you know without you guys i don't know where i would be with this show so seriously thank you so much for listening uh it means the world to me but you know what let's keep the show going so we are going to move on to what nintendo decided to finally talk about which was the 35th anniversary of the super mario bros games and they wanted to kind of uh, announce a couple projects that they're working on, a couple titles that we will be getting in the future. So, yeah, let me let me get into that for you guys. I'm going to read a quick pre-release for you, uh, a press release, excuse me. Uh, so Mario has come a long way since jumping on that first Goomba in World 1-1 one, one 
of the original Super Mario Brothers game. Now, 35 years since launch of that game, in Japan, he is starring in new games on the Nintendo Switch, lending his likeness to brands like Lego, Puma, and Monopoly, and watching as fans battle it out using Super Mario power-ups in Splatoon 2. In a new video game presentation today, Nintendo detailed several games and products and in-game events that are all arriving for the 35th anniversary of Super Mario Bros. This includes new games to the Nintendo Switch family of systems like Super Mario 3D All-Stars, a collection of three Super Mario games of the modern era, Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, and last but not least, Super Mario Galaxy. We also have Super Mario Bros. 35, a 35-player online battle, battle in the world of the original Super Mario Bros. And Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury, an enhanced version of the Super Mario 3D World game, which originally launched on the Wii U. Additionally, the video revealed other Super Mario experiences like Mario Kart. <laughs> it's kind of a crazy one. Uh, Mario Kart Live Home Circuit, which brings the fun of Mario Kart of the Mario Kart series to the real world, using the Nintendo Switch system to control a real-life physical kart. The launch of the classic Super NES. Uh, excuse me. The launch of the classic Super NES game, Super Mario All Stars, on Nintendo Switch, which will be online later today. So that is available as of this podcast. And a new Nintendo product called Game and Watch Super Mario Bros., which is a mini gaming device inspired by the retro Game and Watch systems that play the original Super Mario Brothers, uh, Super Mario Bros., the Lost Levels, and Ball Games. So, pretty cool. So, the main one I want to talk about, we're going to talk about you know pretty much all of them, but Super Mario 3D All-Stars is one of the games that has been rumored slash leaked since earlier this year. And it's one of the main reasons why I talked about a rumor direct a few episodes ago. Well, it got confirmed. Uh, however, there's a couple things I wanted to talk about with it. But first, it is optimized versions of 3D Mario games, Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, Super Mario Galaxy, and they are all coming in one package to the Nintendo Switch. In addition to having higher resolutions than their original versions, the games have been optimized for smooth game for a smooth gameplay experience on Nintendo Switch. Super Mario 3D All-Stars also includes an in-game music player mode to play the music and songs from all three games. Players can listen to music on their Nintendo Switch system when the screen is off. So this is weird. <laughs> so hear me out, because I'm not making this up. A limited production of Super Mario 3D All-Stars launches exclusively for the Nintendo Switch family of systems on September 18th and will be available until approximately March 31st. 2021 so you know it's kind of weird they are kind of pulling a disney um inside the vault type deal where the product is available for a limited time and then it's going back inside the vault Uh, i don't know i don't know why nintendo's doing this i really gotta disagree with this this is not a good idea i think if the physical copies are truly limited there's going to be a bunch of scalpers out there that will take this game and sell it for way more than 60 bucks and people who absolutely love these games but might have missed out on getting their own copy are going to have to pay extra money potentially. Now, I'm not saying any of this is true, but you've got to imagine with a limited time run product that you are going to run into those issues. So we'll have to keep an eye out for that. But ultimately, I really do not understand why Nintendo did that. I also don't understand why they didn't just completely remaster these games. 
I gotta disagree with the decision to bring back the original games. They should have been remasters. Uh, I just think Nintendo should not be afraid of doing remasters. These games would have looked flawless on the new console, especially if you look at uh, Super Mario Odyssey. But maybe because of Odyssey already existing, they're like, well, we still want people to buy Odyssey, so let's just make these their original versions just uh, optimized for higher resolutions and aspect ratio. So, you know, it makes sense to me. It's just not what I would have wanted. <laughs> if I'm being honest, I'm still extremely excited to get my hands on these games. So please keep an eye out for that. Uh, once again, this Super Mario 3D All-Stars launches uh, September 18th. That's going to be on a Friday. So the next thing I want to talk about, which is kind of a interesting one, is Mario Kart Live Home Circuit created in partnership with VLON Studios. Mario Kart Live Home Circuit brings the fun of Mario Kart excuse me, series into the real world by using a Nintendo Switch or Nintendo Switch Lite system to race against opponents using a physical cart. The physical cart responds to a to boost in-game and the in the real world. It will also stop when hit with an item and can be affected in different ways depending on the race. So players can play skates to create custom courses, you know, in the layout of their home with where the only limit is their imagination. Race against Koopalings in the Grand Prix and unlock a variety of course customizations and costumes for Mario and Luigi and play with up to four players in local multiplayer mode. So it's 2020. You can only play it with four players and it's only in local mode. And while the idea, if you've seen the trailer for this game, is super badass and I would have loved to have this as a kid, I think this is a horrible idea because we're still playing the Wii U version of Mario Kart on the Switch today. They didn't make their own version of the game for the Switch, so I would have rather had that. Um, but I think for kids, this is going to be absolutely phenomenal, so we'll, we'll just have to see how it plays out. It's not for me, but it's going to probably be for a lot of people out there, which is kind of what Nintendo's trying to do, just grab everybody. So Mario Kart Live Home Circuit, which is available in a Mario set or Luigi set, launches on October 16th at a suggested retail price of $100. I'm a little butthurt about it, but it's okay. So we're going to talk about two more games real quick. Uh, welcome to Super Mario Bros. with 35 players. Yes, I am talking about Super Mario Bros. 35. In this competitive online battle game, 35 players will compete to be the last Mario standing or running. Enemies defeated will be sent to other players' courses, but that also works the other way around. Players can activate special items to try and outpace their opponents. Super Mario Bros. 35 launches on October 1st as a digital-only game exclusive to Nintendo Switch Online members. The game will be playable <laughs> until March 31st, 2021. Uh, once again, I don't understand this. They're literally saying this game is only playable until that date. So I don't know if March 31st uh means something more than just going back into the vault so we're gonna have to see how that works um sorry two more games actually uh super mario bros all-stars is all the classic super nes games um in one bundle they're the upgraded versions and those are available as of this podcast uh for nintendo switch online so you can go check those out under the super nes uh virtual online player so we have one more game to talk about and that'll be uh, Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. Uh, multiplayer Mayhem pounces onto the Switch. This enhanced, this enhanced version of Super Mario 3D World, which originally launched for the Wii U system, features co-op gameplay both online 
and through local multiplayer in a variety of creative, creative levels. So originally you could not play this online, so I'm extremely excited about that because this game is a lot of fun. Uh, additional details about what new things to come have, will be revealed later, but Super Mario 3D World plus uh, Bowser's Fury launches for Nintendo Switch on February 12th, 2021. New Amiibo figures, Cat Mario and Cat Peach will also be released at the same time as the game. So Bowser's Fury will be a content, uh, you know, DLC pack or expansion. Uh, there's no details on it yet, so we'll just have to wait and see. But that is the Nintendo Direct for the 35th anniversary of the Super Mario Bros. So we definitely got that finally. It's really exciting to see so many classic games coming to the Switch. Uh, once again, I would have preferred remasters, but at the end of the day, you still got to take what you can get. And I am very happy with what we got. Uh, so that's going to be it for today, guys. I I really hope you all enjoyed the show. Uh, you know, I have a few plans coming up for future episodes. This is going to be the first podcast with my new mic, uh, my new microphone. So I hope you guys enjoy the audio. I'm going to be testing out audio a lot this week, trying to really nail it. I just want to bring out the best performance possible for you guys. Uh, it's very important to me. So please understand that if you listen to an episode where we had some technical issues, uh, it bothers me just as much as it may bother you. So thank you so much for sticking with the show, sticking with me through this process. It means the world to me. Uh, thank you again today for listening to the It Just Works podcast. I am your host, Ryan, and I'll see you guys next time. Bye.